This is Sabrina Ali, and you're tuned into another episode of Moms Who Art. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Moms Who Art. We have a special guest today. Her name is She Soldier. How are you? I am doing amazing. I feel amazing. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Of course. And, um, hi, everyone. This is She Soldier. I am from West Philadelphia on the East Coast here with my cousin on the West Coast. And I'm really excited to be here today and just to share um, any information that is needed. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy, too. I'm so excited to have you. So my first question is, who are you? Okay. <laughs> so, yes, my name is She Soldier, a.k.a. Shakira. Um, I do call myself She Soldier only because um, growing up, my nickname was is, growing up, even now today, people still call me She She. Uh, but I've had that nickname now since I was probably like one years old from a close family member. And it just stuck with me. However, as I became an adult, I saw, you know, She She is a, is a, is a baby, you know, and I always viewed myself as two people. And I never knew that. Um, I always saw Shakira and She She because She She was always. Um, I was always called Shishi whenever I came in Philadelphia in the hood of Philly with my father's side and Shakira was back at home with my mother and at school and different things like this. So I always thought it was a difference. So as Shishi became older, I just dropped the other she and now I'm she soldier due to the different um, uh, things that has happened in my life. And I feel like a soldier because I was able to push through and gain a lot of different strengths and resilience Mm -hmm. and um, I'm just really really happy and what I stand for um, now being an adult I always want to make sure you know I stand for something or I will fall for anything and I noticed that with Shishi Mm -hmm. um, because of the different things that she went through and I even talk 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 about myself in third person but I do see a difference in my growth Mm -hmm. and um, she soldier looks back at Shishi as you know as you know, she was young. She didn't know any know any better, and really didn't have a lot of guidance. And she really, I had to really find out a lot about what's going on in the world through my experience, which is what they say: experience experience is your best teacher. Mm-hmm. So now that I am she soldier, I want to stand for something. Or I'm gonna fall for anything, mm-hmm. and I've already been down that road before, and I know what it feels like. And I don't want to keep going down that road. And now that I do have children, they're watching me, and you know, I'm their role model. I'm their leader. I'm their root. Mm-hmm. I'm their root of everything. And, you know, I have to make sure that I am on point. I've learned that through motherhood. You know, we always want our children to be better than us, but we have to be better mm. in order for them to be better. We really have to set the example because they're really watching us. So that's really one of my biggest goals. One of my biggest goals and one of my, my biggest models is stand for something or I'm gonna fall for anything so that's a little bit about me and she soldier and um I can definitely say I started my love journey my self-love journey once I had my first daughter mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't want her to experience what I've gone through and I had I became pregnant with her at 22 mm-hmm. so for 22 years I just was living you know in the dark and so ashamed of myself and just falling for anything yeah. so gullible and you know, that's not who I am anymore so 
I'm so proud and I'm still growing. She's soldier is definitely going to keep evolving as well. Yeah. And um, I have my little warrior. That's what I call my children. I call them warriors mm. because they helped me. My pregnancy was stressful. Mm. All my pregnancies. Mm. Um, and, you know, I call them warriors because I was so stressed. And they lived. They lived. They fought hard. And they made me call on my, my ancestors, which I never was. So I never was used to doing, but I started to do that. And, you know, it made me stand for being healthier mentally, physically, and um, emotionally. And that's what I'm working at at the moment. So you had two births because you have an older child and you have a set of twins. And so did you notice any differences uh, between your first and second pregnancy in terms of like who you became? and what it called out of you? Yes, I definitely see a big difference between the two pregnancies. Um, Definitely, I had the same experience because I was uh, single and pregnant by myself, um, which was okay because it really brought me a lot of strength. Mm -hmm. But the difference, though, that I saw was I loved, I I gained more self-love when I when I became pregnant with the twins I started my journey with my first pregnancy but I gained more self-love if that makes sense Mm -hmm. to the point I started to practice more self-care with my second pregnancy and practicing self-care for me meant I started to um to gain boundaries Mm -hmm. and whereas on my first pregnancy I never had boundaries Mm -hmm. Um, my second pregnancy, I had boundaries. So whereas so I was just letting people know how I felt. Mm. And um, I was also, I also had a better therapist because I've always been going to therapy. Mm-hmm. But ther- going to therapy is really like trying to find a good car, you might as well say. It's so, <laughs> it's so rough trying to find the best therapist because yeah. everyone is different. We're all yeah. biologically different. We all think different. We all are on different frequencies. Yeah. Um, so I've been in counseling, but my, my therapist that I had during my second pregnancy was just so wonderful. And, you know, she shared a lot of her her traumas that she had in her life, mm-hmm. which helped me to be where I'm at. Because it's so crazy. You would think group therapy doesn't work, but it works. It works tremendously. Not to say it was group therapy, but it felt like group therapy because she's telling me about herself. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, wow, mirror, mirror. I'm, yeah. And I'm just so happy to see her flourishing as a therapist mm. and to know that she has been in my shoes before versus my first pregnancy. That therapist was more so just asking me questions yeah. and telling me I'm on, I'm depressed. I need depression medication. Yeah. I need anxiety medication. Yeah. Whereas uh, my second therapist was like, let's breathe. Mm. Let's really get through this. Yeah. Let's learn how to breathe. She told me, you don't know how to breathe, which is why you can't think, Ooh. which is why you're moving so rapidly, which is why you're making the decisions you're making because I was never breathing. I breathe now mm. with my, with my second pregnancy. I'm so sorry. I'm about to cry, but I learned how to breathe. Yeah. I never knew how to breathe because Prior to me getting pregnant, you know, I was a, I'm, I'm a survivor of sexual abuse, mm-hmm. and I had sexual sexual abuse um, happen to me from the, it started from my recollection at the age of seven mm-hmm. up until fourteen, mm-hmm. and you know, I noticed during that time I was never breathing because that person was always touching me at nighttime, mm-hmm. and and you know, it was, I started to feel scared. Yeah. Um, with meditation because that was like a meditation for me. I was putting myself in a different world. Mm. So I never knew how to breathe. So with my first pregnancy, I was not breathing. Mm. So whereas though my second pregnancy, I was. Wow. Um, another difference that I saw was how I ate. Mm. 
I ate so different from my first pregnancy and my second pregnancy. And I noticed the difference because I became more happier with my second pregnancy because, like I said, I was practicing self-care. Yeah. And I noticed certain foods from me. And I even started to read more during my second pregnancy. And I learned that food is a big trigger to why we feel the way we feel. And when you eat in a, a precious animal who life was taken from them, you're going to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And um, because I was angry and so stressed out, I was craving meat. I was craving chicken. I was craving beef. Mm-hmm. I was craving pork. Mm-hmm. And my first pregnancy, I ate all of that. My second pregnancy, I ate, I'm not going to lie, I did eat a chicken cheese steak because <laughs> I was craving it so bad, yeah. but I threw it up. Mm-hmm. I threw it up and it was just like my babies don't even want this what is wrong so it showed me that I had to become more happier I had to be at peace because my babies was like no mommy not not this time we're not allowing you to do this and um you know they would not take the meat they wouldn't even take the turkey I was even trying to feed them because I was so angry that I was craving those bad foods Mm. And my first pregnancy, I was angry the entire time. So, yes, I craved all bad foods the entire time. Mm -hmm. You are what you eat. Mm -hmm. With my second pregnancy, I told myself, you're going to be happy. No matter if you're you're single and pregnant or not, Mm -hmm. these babies belong here because you wouldn't, the universe wouldn't have gave you this task Mm -hmm. if it wasn't meant to be. And I started to learn learn more about spirituality during my second pregnancy. So, whereas on my first pregnancy, I didn't know anything of that. and then my second pregnancy, I actually was neglected by so many people in my family that it, it helped me to start reading books. Yeah. It helped me to start reaching out to mentors, people who are on a level that I'm trying to get to. Yeah. It forced me to level up with the people that neglected me. Wow. And um, that neglect, even though, you know, my, the, my first pregnancy, the neglect made me feel down and depressed. Mm-hmm. To where so that's why the therapist thought, oh, you need this medication. To where though this pregnancy the neglect made me go harder because it's like if this is what life is going to be, if 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 this is what this if, if this is life if this is what life is going to be, I have to keep pushing. I have to keep pushing. I can't allow my past to keep pulling me back because I know that that's why why I even got to this predicament. I learned that my re- my fear created my reality. Mm-hmm. I lived in fear for so long because of the abuse that I was encountering. Yeah. Um, it made me live in fear. And then I also learned that I was dealing with a lot of abuse, not just sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with sexual, mental, emotional, neglect, yeah. abandonment yeah. from a from a baby up until me up until me now being an adult mm. and I learned that I don't want that for my baby yeah I don't want that and I, I did make the mistake with my first child because I didn't know yeah. so I would say her first few years she did have a mom that was angry yeah. you know she showed me that she was angry yeah she drew it on a picture mm. and that's what made me change too she drew it on a picture mom look at this angry lady wow it was to the point it was before my daughter could even talk she was drawing an angry lady all the time wow. and then one of my mentors was like, uh, Shakira, um, it sounds like that's you. Wow. And I just was like, no, it's not. I'm not angry. Mm. And when people when people can't accept who they are, they try to deny it. Exactly. I was denying And I saw it. This my baby was drawing an angry woman. No matter how much I tried to mask happiness and no matter how much I would try to give her happiness, she knew deep down inside mm. I'm not happy. She knew that. She showed me through her pictures wow. before she could even talk. And then when she started to talk, she showed me, Mom, this is an angry lady I'm drawing. This lady is so angry. Wow. And my daughter started to talk around, like, one and a half. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, like, I really got to get things together. And I was trying. 
But like I said, that my environment that I was around, mm. you know, it wasn't allowing me to get to that happiness. So my second pregnancy, boom, everybody was cut off. Mm. And that's when I flourished in happiness. I started to realize who She Soldier was. I was calling myself She Soldier before, mm-hmm. but I really saw who She Soldier was. And I'm really a person that stands by herself and I can get through it. Mm. Um, and I have to learn that I am my own validation. Mm. I am my own happiness. I am my own peace. Yeah. And I've learned that through meditation, through yoga, through meeting different people who are at the level that I want to be at. Mm-hmm. So um, those are definitely the major big difference, definitely eating. And once I started to eat healthier with my first pregnancy, I gained about 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. And my second pregnancy, I gained 50 pounds. But you couldn't tell because I was carrying twins. Exactly. My face didn't even get fat. Wow. My first pregnancy, my face was, I had the pregnant nose. Yeah. I had the... The pregnant, the pregnancy mask, my neck was black, mm. my chest was black. I didn't receive none of those issues. The only issues I would say I had with my second pregnancy was if I walked for like three miles, yeah, my ankle swelled up. Yeah. That was the only thing. Yeah. And um, that was the only issue I had. And it was so crazy. I was pregnant during a, pa- during a pandemic this year. Mm. And that pandemic, plus the neglect, mm. showed me that I had to get right because what am I going to do if the world shut down? Yeah. What I'm going to cry about being pregnant? No, I had to really strengthen up. And I was just working. By the grace of God, I was working, still perfecting my craft by waxing people, Mm -hmm. even if it was a reduced price. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't giving up on myself. So I was waxing up until I almost gave birth. And um, they did not want me to carry my twins. But I told them, I'm letting my babies come when they want to. And I carried them um, a little bit past 39 weeks. No, actually, almost to 39 weeks. Mm. And they wanted me to have, they wanted me to give birth at 38 weeks. Mm. And I just was like, no, I want to keep pushing because these babies have helped me to become who I am. Mm. Even mm. though my daughter, my first daughter, she she showed me who I could be. But the second pregnancy showed me who I am. Wow. And it showed me who I was through being alone. Um, being alone at a, just a rough time because both my children fathers, they were not you know, acceptive of my pregnancy and it wasn't acceptive of my pregnancy because due to their immaturity, right? Um, and due to them not learning accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, because we all know when you have sex, <laughs> you know, children come out of it, especially if you're having unprotected sex. Right. And I always um share that with my children fathers. One thing about me, I'm always gonna be real and I, I let them know I'm okay with I'm okay with uh with going on this uh walking on fire with you just know if are you ready for this fire Mm. that was always my motto and I don't know with something in me that always that always said I was just I was just ready even though I could have been better at choosing better better partners but I was not aware because of my upbringing so I just knew to be honest and let them know this is what happens when you have sex babies come out of this so I'm ready if you ready we we this is what's going to happen and I'm guessing they both told me they were ready and you know that's what happened yeah. and um the babies were here and then you know people switched up yeah I didn't switch up I remained true to who I was mm-hmm. because I know for a fact you know I'm a mom and this is what moms do yeah. and um I always just wanted to be a better mom than what I had and I can say my mom is horrible but I just didn't want to put my children through the same traumas that I went through because our parents didn't know. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be that I wanted to make a difference and, you know, 
making sure I know. Mm-hmm. And like my therapist tells me, she always tells me, you know, a lot of people can't go to therapy. A lot of people can't afford it or they don't have the strength. Mm-hmm. But just know that you can self-heal yourself because this is why we have this beautiful universe. And I was already working at it by mm-hmm. making sure I keep the earth clean. Mm-hmm. I did that more more with my second pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, just, just being more in tune with the earth. So mm-hmm. that was definitely a big difference on my first pregnancy versus my second pregnancy. Yeah, it sounded like, in a way, you gave birth to yourself. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I had twins. She, mm. she. Like, and I said mm. that to myself. Oh, my God. I, I'm sorry. I keep out the cry because okay. I be thinking I'm crazy. Mm. But I said that to myself. Like, I gave birth to myself twice. Mm. I needed this. Yeah. I needed this. I've been dealing with so much pain that I had to have these children no matter how they were going to come about yeah Um, so what do you know to be true about birth and the birthing process um what i do know to be true about it i had two c-sections my sacral womb chakra is not healed they did not want to come out Mm. my womb i've been raped and touched Uh on for so long that they were scared mm-hmm. to come out of there. And, um, wow. you know, I had to have a C-section because they wanted me to continue working on myself. So that's one thing I could say uh, that I saw a big difference with the birthing process. Um, I could definitely say keeping my mm-hmm. stress level. So with my first pregnancy, I was very stressed. My second pregnancy, I was, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was stressed, stressed, but I did have some stressful events that did uh, come about. And, um, but I learned mm-hmm. how to manage it, but I could definitely say with my first pregnancy, mm-hmm. my daughter, heart rate was at zero. My placenta had detached from her. It happened to my great grandmother, happened to my grandmother, happened to my mother, then it happened to me. Um, me and my mother, mm-hmm. we're the only two people who had two surviving children from it, but I saw that it was a pattern. And I kept, we always say things is hereditary. Yeah. It's not hereditary. It's a curse in your family yeah. that you need to break. And I realized that with mm. us all going through that, we all went through sexual abuse. We all did. And um, mm. it's just that I'm just the only one that's here to say it. They won't say it. So me learning yeah. about chakras yeah. and learning about healing, which I just learned this year with my twins, I learned that a lot of my sh- my chakra mm. wounds, my chakras are closed. So if they're closed, they're not allowing mm. no precious baby to come through that. But it taught me that my yeah. C-section taught me, though, that I need to work on myself. And that's what I have been doing. So mm. by the grace of God and the universe, I'm going to have another baby. And I'm going to have a better pregnancy. Yeah. And I'm going to have a baby through my womb. But until mm. then, I'm going to keep practicing how mm. to make sure I am healed. And that's one thing I did learn about us women. We have to heal. We have to heal. And healing means you have to talk about yeah. feelings that are suppressed. And you have to really dig deep. And I've mm. been doing the shadow work. And I've been finding out a lot about myself from a baby. Like, that's how much the universe is talking to me. Like, I've been abused since a baby. Yeah. Not even not, not physically, but just being around. My, my parents were angry with each other. They didn't know how to take accountability with the choices they made. And when they gave birth to me, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't what they really wanted deep down inside. And so instead of them being mature, yeah. they were immature about it. So I experienced um, neglect from both my parents because 
they didn't want to be tied together, but they were having sex. So it's just like, when are we going to learn to yeah. do things differently? Unlearn and relearn. Casual sex is not the way to go. Having yeah. sex with someone that doesn't love you is not the yeah. way to go. Having sex with someone that's, that doesn't respect mm. you is not the way to go. It's a lot that I just had to learn. Mm. And that's why my birthday process was how it was because I didn't know any better. And my C-section definitely hurt me. So I definitely know for my next go round when I do want to give birth. I know to be with someone that genuinely loves me. I know to someone before sex is even involved. I know to talk about sexual education mm-hmm. before we even do that. And that goes for any STD, health, all mm-hmm. of that. I know to have those proper communication because mm-hmm. not having proper communication is what leads us to where we to the negative issues that we have. So I definitely yeah. know I need I need to do proper communication. You have to take a moment to just acknowledge just the work that you're doing and breaking generational cycles. I'm so proud of you. I'm just so happy for you. It's just beautiful to see. Thank you. It's amazing. So you kind of touched on this, but just like, what was your initial reaction to finding out oh you were having God. twins? So. So it's so crazy. <laughs> I had the corona December 28th, my cousins had came to visit um, from California. So we all had one out drinking. And mm-hmm. I'm not even a drinker. So I was drinking with them just because mm-hmm. they were on the East Coast. I wanted to show them, you know, some fun around Philly. And um, yeah, the next day, I'm the only one that had a hangover. Everybody's like, now you can't be that weak, Shishi. <laughs> And I'm just like, I guess I am. I don't drink. <laughs> and then I had a hangover the next day, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God, I just keep throwing up. Mm-hmm. So then Monday came, I'm throwing up some more. And my grandmother is like, you need to go to the hospital. It's a new virus out. It sounds like you have the corona. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. This is so funny because I really thought I had the coronavirus. So I'm like, oh my God, I can't be around my daughter. I'm gonna have to I'm just gonna not be around her. It just was making me really, really uh really, really sad. So I went to the hospital, I went to the yeah. ER and um they asked me, you know, just questions like when was your last period? And I told them uh, my period mm-hmm. has always been irregular. And that was another thing that I learned about myself. Mm-hmm. My period has always been irregular. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it probably became irregular because of different things they encountered with the sexual abuse. But I always knew that. So I told the doctor, you know, my period yeah. is irregular. So I'm not, you know, that's normal to me that it didn't come on for a month. And she's just like, well, we're just going to run a pregnancy mm. test because she's like, that's not normal to us. So I'm just like, okay. So yeah. uh, they did the pregnancy test and I'm just telling them I'm not pregnant. So can y'all do other tests? Like, I just knew I wasn't pregnant and um, I just knew <laughs> I wasn't pregnant. And then they came back an hour later, like you're pregnant and it's twins. Ah! When I'm telling you, my mouth just what? dropped. That's, like, that's how they said it. Cause they were just so happy. And um, cause yeah. I, I, I'm starting I, when I was carrying my twins, I learned that a lot of people get surgery to have twins. I didn't know that a lot of people were saying that they, they do yeah. a lot of different techniques to get twins. Like it's really rare for people just to have twins, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But but um, but yeah, she's yeah. like, you having twins? Yay. And I just bust out crying. And um, I did call the twin father yeah. <laughs> and he started crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And, you know, she was able to balance mm-hmm. out everything. And um, that's how, mm-hmm. you know, that went. So I was really happy because I just never thought that that would happen. I knew twins ran in my family on both sides. I just never thought it would happen to me. Mm. And um, it happened. And it's yeah. so crazy. Manifest Manifestation is so real. I wrote on Facebook three years ago, mm. February 1st, I'm, my next pregnancy is twins. Watch. <laughs> Wow. And then it was twins, so it's just like the like that's when I started to know how powerful I was. Like these twins really was teaching me, like you're powerful. You need to really stand on who you are. And even mm-hmm. to this day, I still gotta yes. you know keep learning who I am so I can stand on who I am because I'm really a powerful person. Just to even put that into existence the way I did, and it's just it's like wow. So I was yeah. definitely surprised, shocked, um, and I was really I was unhappy too. A little unhappy. It was like a mixture of happy mm. and unhappy because I knew I wasn't with their dad. I knew, like I said, it was just casual sex. Mm-hmm. Um, this was casual sex I've been doing mm. for a very long time. Um, and um, mm. somebody I grew up with, I knew him since I was 10 years old. So it was just somebody I thought I could trust. And um, yeah. I became unhappy because, like I said, I knew that wasn't my boyfriend or anything like that. Just somebody I thought I could trust with my body. Yeah. Somebody that you know, we talked about mm. if if we keep having unprotected sex, this is what happens. And I thought we were on the same page. Mm. And in the midst of him crying, he just was mm. angry, like get your get your abortion, like from the rip. That's what he said. And I just told him, like I told you, mm. I don't believe in abortion. So from then, from there on, you know, we yeah. just stopped talking until my babies were born. And um, it just hurt me mm. a lot. So I just know I, I had to learn right then and there. I have to be happy for myself. Storm <laughs> is my is baby B, so I'm holding baby A. This is Rain, who's crying. She's really, really. They're both mommy girls, but Rain is a mommy, mommy girl. She always wants me to hold her. Storm, mm-hmm. she likes to listen. She likes. She loves when I'm on the phone. She just looks mm-hmm. at me while I'm talking to my mentors, having oh different friends. So yeah. she's just taking it all in. And Skyla yeah. is over here taking it all in. My four year old, because she wants to be an entrepreneur. So yeah. I'm just happy that she has a book mm-hmm. out, um, Life in the Sky, Scarlet about Arena yeah. on Amazon. And her business pitch is just so amazing yes. just from her being around me and just hearing how I talk on the phone with people and um, mm. my mentors and different things like that. So, And speaking of the book, um, I want to move on to the art side. So... Um, what does art mean to it's you? It's so crazy. I, I used to hate art for a very long time, but I realized why I hated art. I did some shadow work. So um, mm. now, to mm. me, art means being you. Showing your creativity. Showing who you mm. are. That's what art means. But for a long time, I hated art. Because the um, the person that I, mm. the first person I remember doing a sexual abuse to me, he loved art. So whatever he loved, I would hate. So he loved art. He knew how to draw really, really, really good. And um, I just hated art. So I never, I always thought art was the devil. Um, I really did. But now that I have my babies and my four year old, she's very artistic. My four year old knows how to draw. And that was like something that was scaring me. Like seeing her draw was scaring me because the person that was, that was the first person that I remember messing with me, he drew. He knew how to draw very well. And it was just like, 
it was just like uh like it was just making me angry but now I've learned to embrace it and know that this is me and now I'm becoming more artsy Mm. I'm becoming creative I've I was able to not let him control me anymore he was controlling me and I didn't even realize Mm. I was being controlled the way I was and now I've learned to dig deep and love my art side so art is you it could be anything whoever you are that's what art is I look at everything mm. as art. Everybody is beautiful. Everything is beautiful, which is why I, I try my best not mm. to eat animals. Um, and I'm not sure if we call fish animals, because mm. I do eat fish. But I do try my best not to eat animals, because yeah. they're beautiful. Like, they're beings. And, yeah. you know, mm. so, yeah. Yeah. So, in what ways do you express yourself through art? I express myself through art by writing I love to write and Mm. it's so crazy I used to hate writing because my mother always told me I was a bad writer Um, she would always put me in classes like pay hundreds of dollars just so I can be better at writing I can never get it Um, my teachers would even say yeah her writing skills are not good Um, Mm. (laughs) and then when I had my daughter I said, F y'all, I'm going to write. And I wrote yeah. my first book, and I'm in the, midst, the middle of writing another book. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm in the middle of writing two books. Yeah. I'm writing a pregnancy book, and I'm writing an autobiography book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's oh, what, that's, that calms me. I love to write. Sometimes I, I scare myself with writing, mm-hmm. uh, because the things that I that comes out of me, it'd be like, where did that come from? Um, and that's where the mm. shadow work comes in. It I didn't figure out so much about myself. Like I said, mm. from what I remember of somebody really touching me was at the age of seven. But I've been doing so much shadow work that pieces mm. are starting to come together that it was before seven years old. Mm. I just only remembered seven. Wow. You know, I just only remember. But as I'm doing my yeah. shadow work, it was way before then, which is why when I was seven, I was so comfortable. I was so like open to to that type of abuse because I was already around it. It was already normal to me by the age of seven. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I'm learning how to be, how to how to really love that because my mother, like I love my mom, even though we're not, even though we don't see eye to eye sometimes, but I do notice growing up because she was so mm-hmm. angry at herself for giving birth to me, she threw a lot of those emotions on me. So it made me not like a lot of things. Um, the only thing I did love was dancing. Oh my God, dancing is art to me too. I love mm-hmm. to dance. And I even love to dance yes. now. Um, I dance for my babies. Yes. I dance. I tell them to dance. And I learned that that's what kept me sane for so long because I started dancing at the age of three. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kept me sane because when you dance, you're letting mm-hmm. off uh, toxins. You're letting out bad energy. You're just yes. dancing and yeah. Everybody hated that yeah. I danced. Like it was to the point when I first told about my sexual abuse, they would say, "Oh yeah, he probably touched you because you always dance." And it's just it's like, what? <laughs> like, wow. I, I like to dance, and I'm so happy I danced because that allowed me to get to where I needed to go. Yeah. And now that I am in my 20s, now yeah. I'm able to heal a lot deeper than just dancing because dancing is definitely a great is a great attribute. But you got to dig a little deeper, especially if you want to you know, do greater things and make better decisions and not keep making mm-hmm. the same mistake. Just got to grow, so. Exactly. Exactly. 
and that's that mind body soul or mind yes, body spirit and I feel it connected. so it has to be like a, I feel it connecting I feel yeah. like I'm becoming more rooted and I try my best chakra um, roots mm. now and I try to do it with my children now because at first I was like yeah. oh my god my me time is gone but I actually loved it because they be calm mm. and I just teach them now, you know, mm. always remember to stay grounded. I never was taught that. I never was. I was always mm. would have temper tantrums as a kid, but everybody would be like, she's bad. And not knowing that yeah. I'm trying, I'm calling out for help. And now when my daughter had a yeah. temper tantrum, I calm her down. I talk to her and I ask her what's bothering her. And now we talk mm. and she tells me what's bothering yeah. her. And I, but I do let her know you don't have to have a tantrum. Yeah. You can talk to mommy. I'm letting you know I'm open for, yeah. for you to talk but she gets upset because you know I am a single mom um, she doesn't like that I'm a single mom she asked yeah. me when am I when are we going to have a man in the house mm-hmm. she my four-year-old and I told her mm-hmm. we're going to have a man in the house when mommy continues to heal mommy is healing mommy wants to make mm-hmm. sure she's able to protect y'all 100 percent and not just talk that talk I want to yeah. really protect y'all and really walk away yeah. it's something was to ever yeah. happen because you know as women sometimes let people say as women I know a lot of the women that I was raised around you know they'll say one thing and then they'll mm-hmm. brush you know we talk to see things under the rug and I don't want to stand for anything mm-hmm. I want to stand for something or I'm a fall for anything and that's my motto and I want to keep strengthening my strengths yeah. to not be weak for no man and I noticed that's a curse in my family too the women are weak for men no matter mm-hmm. how bad you could be it's like they want to be with a man and I'm not like that um I was like that which is why yeah. I ended up with the partners I'm with I was falling for anything uh but yeah. now I'm not doing it anymore yeah. and I want my daughters to I want them to be better I got to show them better so thank you everyone for joining me for another episode of moms who art I want to thank my special guest, She Soldier, and I also want to let you know that she has a book called Life in the Sky, Skylar the Ballerina, that she wrote with her daughter, and that's available on Amazon. She is also a breastfeeding advocate, and she has an Instagram page that you can follow at Phenomenal 8. She also has a podcast, um, it's called She Soldier, and in it she discusses the importance and the empowerment that one can find through breastfeeding. So she's doing really big things. Be on the lookout for her. And she is living testimony that no matter what you've been through, your healing is possible. So thank you once again. And until next time, peace and love to you.